In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm not here with my co-host, Jack. Jack's watching Formula One. Not too impressed with you, Jack, mate. You should be here talking about the Browns. But we have a very exciting international guest with us today. We have got Jim Custard. Jim, how are you? Very good. How are you? Good, good. Or shall I call you your real name? Uh, Neil Dunworth. Yeah, <laughs> Neil Dunner, it sounds, a bit, it sounds a bit more real. I don't know many, many Jim Custards out there. You want to have pretty unforgiving parents if that was your... Good, good. Was, and and that's, that's your Twitter name, you're right? That's my Twitter handle, yes, yeah, Jim Custard. I must say, thank you very much. You're always tweeting, commenting, retweeting, blah, blah, blah online. So thanks a lot for all your support. No problem. It's, it's, it's more than worth it. You guys are doing a super job. So cool. So uh, where in the world are you? I'm in a place, I'm in the west of Ireland, in a place called Galway. Yeah, a bit of a wet spot. Isn't that the famous uh, Ed Sheeran song, isn't it? It is, yeah, it is. I'm not originally from Galway, but I've had to kind of adopt that song uh, over the last few years since I moved up here. But originally from a place called Limerick. But um, actually, I think it turns out that, um, I don't know, there's some connection with Limerick as well with Ed Sheeran, but I'm not quite sure what it is. But uh, I'm not going to well, Jack does all the editing. I'll see if we can get um, Galway Girl by... Uh... Ed Sheeran on just for you, mate, okay? Cool. She played the fiddle in an Irish band, but she fell in love with an English man. Kissed her on the neck and then I took her by the hands of baby, I just wanna dance. I met so, so tell us, why are you a Browns fan? So, um, really, I kind of followed college football when I was in college myself, first of all. I think there was a bit, bit more mistakes and the scores was, were slightly higher in college football. So I started following that and then in 2006, uh, Randy Lerner took over Aston Villa, and I'm a big Aston Villa fan as well. So in 2006, I took the plunge into NFL. I kind of watched the NFL previously. I don't know, I just had some sort of affinity with the Raiders. I think it was something to do with maybe gangster rap back in the 90s or something. Yeah, the only we all like I the T-shirts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, I did know the Browns, when Randy Lerner took over, the Browns were my, were my baby, and I've, I've been pretty much following them religiously since, since, um, yeah, since Randy, Randy Lerner took over Aston Villa. And who was your college team? Um, or Buckeyes, as it turned out. So it was just it was a seamless transfer from um, from Buckeyes into Cleveland into the into the Browns. Okay, excellent. And um, uh, tell us, do you, have you been? Did you come to the London game in Twickenham? I did. I was there last year for the Minnesota game. Yeah, yeah. I did. It was uh, it was kind of to be honest with you, it was kind of a humbling experience because I never thought I'd get to. Uh, well, I did think I'd get there at some stage. <laughs> Following the Browns for 12 years and never going to actually see, see them live. Um, you know, it was really good. Uh, Twickenham is, is a nice stadium as well. I'd been to Twickenham before, but I'd never been there for an NFL game. I'm guessing for rugby? Yeah, yes, for rugby, yeah. Yeah, my, my other half is a big rugby fan, so uh, Six Nations rugby tends to take over our lives a small bit as well. Okay, good. How, how do you think uh, rugby compares with NFL? 
it's funny. I much prefer NFL, and being from um, being from Limerick, it's the, it's where Munster rugby is actually like it's based based in, in Limerick, and um, like Limerick is a big rugby town. I prefer NFL. Um, obviously, I I think rugby rugby is the, probably the ultimate team sport. I think it's the ultimate team sport, but NFL for the excitement factor. Um, the, the the freakish nature of the guys. I think NFL is quite a quite it's quite a spectacle from that point of view. Yeah, I must say, I was watching uh, NFL last season and then my brother said, come and watch England play rugby. I was like, Jesus, this game is fast, rugby. Um, yeah. <laughs> what was it 40 minutes and uh, it's done? Yeah. You know, like, there's no it's messing funny. around. It's funny because where, where we are here in Galway is very touristy and, you know, any American tourists, it would be over. Rugby might be on, you might be in the pub and then you say, these guys don't wear pads, they don't wear big helmets and they hit each other just as hard. And it's, I suppose, kind of teach their own. It is faster and it is, uh, you know, it, it's less, well, I won't say it's less tactical, but um, it's a completely different spectacle. And I say, it really is a team sport as opposed to, as opposed to NFL, which is more like the athletic freakishness of the guys that play it. NFL is amazing. There's that player, rugby player that's at the Panthers, I think, who's doing quite well. Is it, do you know a lot about him uh, at all? Eagles. Uh, I don't because I I think he's uh, he's he's uh, Australian. I think he I think he might have been a rugby league convert. I, I don't know a whole lot about him, and I'm certainly not going to try and pronounce his name because it's <laughs> very South South uh, Pacific Island name. I'm I'm not going to pronounce it. Okay, good, good. And uh, yeah, moving on. UK soccer. Are you a big fan? Yeah, Aston Villa for my sins. Yeah. Okay. They um they're looking good this year, right? They've just signed uh, Balassi. Yeah, yeah, we're looking good. Hopefully, and I wouldn't, I know this is, no, Chelsea are close to your heart, but uh, I wouldn't rule out a JT return for Aston Villa this year. We're, we're low on defenders, and there's a couple of things creeping up on his Instagram recently about uh, how he enjoyed Aston Villa and talking to see Bruce's son and stuff like that on Instagram. So watch that space. We need a new centre half. We need, we need a centre half because we only have one at the moment. So um, let's see yeah, okay. maybe doing the return. Okay, Jim, I'll just translate that to our American fans. JT is John Terry. That's not Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas is not going to come and play for Aston Villa next year. So uh, uh, John Terry's the old Chelsea, England uh, defender. Okay, great. So um, you're in Ireland. You're a big drinker? No, I wouldn't. I, I might be to other people, but not, not in Irish standards. I don't think I am anyway, certainly. <laughs> Come on, we need we need to get more hardcore Irish drinkers on here. And not, uh... <laughs> I'm not going to admit to it over the airwaves anyway, whether I am or whether I'm not. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe if there's another game on the UK, I can go over and you can see it firsthand. I don't know. Okay, but if you were going to drink, what was your drink of choice? Oh, it would be Guinness. It would have to be Guinness. Yeah. Yeah. Is it actually Guinness or stout or uh, a local stout? It would be Guinness. Yeah. Ninety percent yeah. of the time, it would be Guinness. Yeah. Okay, great. So, um. Who at the Browns organization would you most like to go for a drink with? I've thought about this one. And it's some guy, it's a guy that I've heard on, I think it was last year he spoke really well in the Zagura's zone. It was BBC, it was uh, Brian Body Calhoun. Um, I just thought he was really informed, really kind of, uh, he sounded really intelligent. He sounded uh, kind of really bubbly and enthusiastic about being with the Browns. And I just always thought that, God, this guy speaks really, really well. And uh, I don't know, that's probably the only reason why I, I'm a bit of a talker myself, so I think that I'd like to sit down with somebody else who would be equally as talkative for, for a drink. So, yeah, BBC. Okay. Um, it's quite interesting. Um, he's a backup safety now. How much time do you think he's going to get on the field this year? I think he's... Uh, I, 
it's a hard one. If they're, if they're going to keep him as backup safety, which I just can't see, his talent level is too big. He's, he's, he's in the top three slot corners in, in, in the league. If you look at any of his, any of his stats, um, his receptions for yards and the amount of targets that he gets, I don't have him in hand, obviously, but he's amazing. Um, I think he's going to be played in the slot a lot more than we think, and I think it's only just going to be emergencies that he's going to be moved into, safe, into free safety. But uh, I think that he's, he's, he's predominantly going to be a slot corner. Um, they just can't, he's too talented to keep him off the field. Yeah, I th- it sounds like Randall's going to be back for the Steelers game. Mm, hopefully, hopefully. I, I'm, intri- I'm intrigued by Randall because he's excited to play in, play in that position. And I think it's, it's one thing having the athletic traits to play in another position. But really, if you feel good about yourself, if you feel good about the position, you know, familiarity is kind of, I think, is an awful lot within the, the tactical structure of, a, of an NFL team. So, yeah, hopefully I'm intrigued to see him. Yeah, be be interesting. Uh, where are you going to be watching the Steelers game? Uh, pretty much where I'm sitting here. I've got a kind of a little man cave set up, and I get banished here for the NFL games and have a big sign on the door saying "Do not disturb." So, um, TV in the corner here, and I've got Game Pass on the Apple TV. So, yeah, just going to be relax and chill out here in my own little space. I can see a dartboard in there as well, mate. Yeah, that's if things if things start getting bad, I've got something I can throw out in anger. Okay, and um, I know you're part of um, British Backers uh, Worldwide. Yeah, well, actually, that's yeah, interesting. Um, we have a Browns Backers Club that have just started up. We're the only Browns Backers Club here in Ireland, and uh, it's here in, in Galway, as it turns out. No coincidence, I didn't have any hand, part, or act in setting it up. I just happened to literally go on the Cleveland Browns website about two months ago, about January, I think it was, actually. It was further than two months ago, and I tapped on Browns Backers Clubs in Ireland, um, because I was thinking maybe I might travel to Dublin or Cork or somewhere to watch a game with other Browns fans sometime during the year. It turns out it's here in Galway, so it's just been set up this January. Oh, and, wow. um, yeah, it's, it, we're, we're brand, brand new, and they've just gotten some merchandise, and, and they're fully affiliated with Cleveland Browns. So um, I've just been speaking to the organizer, and uh, he's super psyched about this year. Um, I suppose we are kind of hamstrung with regards to the games that we can watch. There is an NFL uh, venue pub, should I say, here in Galway, but um, they're of, they would be showing games that are on Sky, so we're kind of hamstrung with the games that are on Sky at the moment. We're going to work on something, I think, uh, in the future, but at the moment, we're hamstrung to see what games are on Sky. So I think the Jets Browns game, the Thursday night game in week three is on Sky, I think. So yeah, I think, um, think we've earmarked, I, I, I would imagine that if that's going to be on Sky, I'm well, I'm going to be inside in Garvey's in Air Square. Well, why don't you just, um, I'm not sure what the Game Pass rules are, but just put a TV up in a pub and all get together and Could take the do. risk. Could do, yeah. Maybe, what is it? It's, it's, uh, it's only legal if you get caught. Is that what it is? Or do it until somebody tells you to stop? <laughs> yeah, just a dis- dis- disclaimer here for Game Pass. <laughs> it was an idea, okay? It wasn't, um, I didn't tell him to do it, or I didn't put a gun to his head. So, uh, um, yeah, okay, good. And, um, yeah, a challenge for you. Try and get try and get all of you together for the Steelers game. Get a team photo. That'd be wicked. Yeah, yeah, no, it would be good. It would be good because how many um how many uh fans you got over there? I think there's eleven in the club so far. Uh, it's growing and growing and growing. And to be honest with you, you know, Galway is pretty pretty big tourist spot. Even with uh, Irish people coming to Galway for the weekend, if there are any Browns fans ever in Galway, 
um, you know, hit us up on Facebook. Uh, well, I say us, I'm part of the club. I'm not part of running <laughs> it or anything. But um, I just, I know I speak for the guys and everybody in the club that, you know, growing a club like that, when we are the only Browns backers club in Ireland at the moment, the only affiliated one that are actually on the, the, the Browns website so far, um, you know, it would be great to just meet up with, with other Browns fans because there aren't an awful lot of us around. So it'd be brilliant. Well, we get around 10 Irish listeners every podcast. So what I'll do is I'll try and uh, feed some to you if I can. That would be brilliant. Really good. All right, great. Moving on. What body part are you willing to give up for the Browns to win the Super Bowl? I've thought about this one. I'd give up both my ears and grow my hair long if I needed to because um, if, even if Browns win the Super Bowl and then they don't win it the next year, Brown's Twitter can be a really lonely, real kind of wasteland of a place at times. It can be super <laughs> negative. It can be super high. It's, it's like a manic depressive place, as it would be with a team that's been, you know, so more so down than up in the last 20 years. But I think if I cut off my ears after winning one Super Bowl, I wouldn't be able to hear some, uh, some, <laughs> some slightly negative takes. And I think I'd be able to bask in the, in the Super Bowl glory a small bit more. So I cut off both my ears. Well, mate, that's dedication for you. I think that's the best one so far. And, and tell us, where does the Jim Custer come from? There's no real story behind it. It was about 10 years ago I was setting up my, my Twitter profile and at the time I never thought I'd really use it and I certainly wasn't using it for looking, at, uh, for, uh, looking for information about the Cleveland Browns. And I was home from the gym and I was literally, there was a couple of uh, custard creams on a plate in front of me and I put Jim and custard together and... It's literally that simple. Say what you see. It's like a game of catchphrase. I don't know what it was. It's just... So we, we have a world exclusive now. We now know why Jim Custard is called Jim Custard. <laughs> All right, great. And um, the roster, it's now been um, released. What's your, what's your first thoughts on it? I think, I think it's the same as everybody else. A bit kind of... I won't say I was too shocked, but I think until you see it written down on paper, you kind of never thought that Brantley, you never thought the the potentially Matthew days, especially if they were keeping if they weren't going to keep Vitali. Uh, you just kind of never thought that they would go. I certainly didn't think. I think the biggest shock actually was Drango. I think Drango was, was the biggest shock for me because when you bring in um, Watford, and you know he's just in, he's new. Yes, he is more experienced and so on, but. He's only played a couple of snaps with the team. And then we've got Drango, who's played tons of snaps. He, himself and Corbett played hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of snaps this preseason. I just thought that was a small bit, um, a small bit of a surprise, especially with the lack of all-line depth. You know, you get a seven-rounder for Sean Coleman because he's a right tackle. You know, Strencer Drango played eight games at left tackle last year. He's played eight games at right, right guard. He's shown his versatility. I thought maybe some team like the Panthers or someone like that might bite in him. And maybe even get another seventh round, but for him to be released, I thought was was pretty strange. But I can see why they've why they've kept people like Arson Charles. I can see why they've kept people like Derek Willies. You know, I'm not going to throw my ties out of the pram or start flapping around here a bit until two hours time or whatever it is, an hour and a half's time when they start releasing the waivers because um, you know those guys could just be cannon fodder at the moment. This is a Hugh Jackson Pro Show. Hugh, what have you got to say? It's fun or what? It's nothing like pro football, man. I don't like it. 
what, what, what's your views on uh, bringing uh, Corey Coleman back? You know what? I know Jack is a big fan of, uh, of, of, the, of the salary cap. So, you know, this could be Dorsey's master plan. Save two million at the end of the day because the bills are on the, are on the hook for the two million. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes an exercise like this could be humbling for, a gen- for somebody like Corey Coleman. Um, the grass is now always greener. I personally, if I was to go on a kind of a, a, a diet travel about Corey Coleman, I'd be talking that I, I, that episode of Hard Knocks when he came in, that boy was just about to cry when he was asking for a trade. I don't know whether he's, you know, whether it was kind of just a moment of weakness or something like that, whether, you know, you obviously don't know what went on beforehand. You don't know where he was beforehand, where he was afterwards that led up to the trade or whatever. But I just felt that he seemed very kind of, uh, very, I won't say immature, but you could see that he's only a 22-year-old kid when he walked into yeah. that room and he asked for a trade. He was just about to cry. Maybe he maybe had the same kind of mental immaturity or immaturity with regards to his route running and his preparation for the game. We're never going to fully know. We can only kind of take what the beat writers tell us. Yeah, if he comes back and pulled up his socks, there aren't many better receivers that are out there on, uh, on waivers. I think maybe he's kind of in the same, same bracket as Brashard Perryman from, uh, from the Ravens, except Perryman is 6'2 and, and 225 and he ran a 4 Point two five, I think forty. I was only looking him up this morning because I'm I'm intrigued by him. But he's got hands like feet. He can't catch. He couldn't catch a cold. So, um, that would be the downside in him. But for Corey Coleman, I generally would have no problem having him back. I think it might be. In fact, I think it would be a genius move in a way because you saved in the cap. Yeah. Anyone else on the waiver you take the fancy of? Um, I think I I listened to Pete Smith on uh, Lockdown Browns podcast and he spoke about uh, Joe Looney. I think actually, uh, I think think you guys mentioned Joe Looney as well. I'd probably take Joe Looney. Um, I was really intrigued by by Simi Cobbs, wide receiver. Um, I think he was out of Indiana. He's a, I think he's 6'5". He's a big boy. Um, he got he got released as well. There was a couple of couple of wide receivers that were fancied for mid round uh, mid round uh, picks that weren't picked in last year's draft, like Simi Cobbs, Deontay Burnett. They would be interesting. Um, yeah, so I, I think really of of uh, of those, I would be focusing on 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 the, the wide receivers. Fullback, we need one. I think we need one anyway to run uh, to run Todd Haley's uh, offense. Why not get Dimitri Flores, Baker's old running buddy in Oklahoma? You know, he seems, he's like a bowling ball. He's, he's, got, he's got a kind of a, I won't say he's got, he's got a different body type to Danny Vitali, who I think actually should just go in and become a wrestler because uh, <laughs> he was a good running back. He is built like a brick. He's absolutely huge. But um, Dimitri Flowers is a different body type, but himself and Baker had telepathic communication. And why not give Baker another, another weapon for when he comes in next year? Well, look, uh, Neil, this could be some hot takes. You know, you've called it now on the show. It's going to happen in, yeah, hour, hour and a half. When we go live, uh, maybe tomorrow morning, then uh, you'll be making the big calls, mate. You'll be having the big takes. <laughs> so, um, we'll how, many Brown, how many wins do you think the Browns will make uh, next season? Oh, anything is – well, I want to anything is a positive. We need the, – the, the actual organization needs to have their wins. I'd actually prefer to have the wins spread out. If we had four wins and they were spread out over the course of the year, I would actually be happy because if we think about it um, – the Browns, in, in the, the dark days of the Manzelli era, uh, Browns had three wins roughly at the start of the year, and then they basically just lost nine in a row. So we're losing consistently since the start of the 2016, uh, since the middle of the 2016 season. Um, to answer the question, I think I'd like to see six. I'm hoping to see seven. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think I'd see six. I'm hoping to see seven. When I do the roster game, I, uh, yeah, I'm hoping to see seven. 
That's very positive. Neil, I love someone so positive like yourself. Jack comes <laughs> in with a boring five. Um, yeah, I think six is, is a good safe number. But wouldn't it be great if we made one playoff game? Oh, it'd be amazing. It would be, I actually, I thought we were going to make it in 2014, I think, under Petten. Um, yeah, it was 2015 with Menza. Yeah, 2014 under Petten, I thought we were going to make it. We were, I think, seven and three, and then we ended up seven and nine and last out in the playoffs. Um, yeah. The only one disappointing thing for me if we made the playoffs, uh, Joe Thomas wouldn't be there, and I would love him, obviously, to have done it. That's, yeah, that's definitely something. That is definitely something. I think he'd be... He'll be the first to congratulate the team, though, because he's a super ambassador. He's, he's so good. And I'm delighted, actually, to... I was only listening to his podcast in the Tomahawk, Tomahawk podcast this morning, and uh, he's back on form. Yeah. I'm trying to get him on the show, but he's not, he's not accepting my steak challenges at the moment. So uh, <laughs> I want to challenge him to a steak off. So uh, keep badgering for me. How many uh, quarters do you think uh, Mayfield will play this season? Um... You know what? I've got a different take on this. You said I was positive earlier on. This is going to be positive. It's not going to be positive in the number he plays, but I think he's going to get four quarter of a couple of games because we're going to be blowing teams out of it. I think there's. I think he could get four quarter against the Jets. Uh, I think we could be up twenty five points against the Jets. <laughs> that's that's a big that's how positive. I'm going to get. I I think he's probably going to play maybe eight quarters. Eight quarters okay. this year. Jamie, listen to me. I'm around the eight as well myself. Who do you reckon the Browns Rookie of the Year is going to be? Injury-free, Gennard Avery. Freak. Freak. He's looking uh, good, isn't he? Mm, yeah, absolutely. He's, uh, I know it was only against... Well, I won't say it was only against, but like, the games that he played, especially when he, uh, when he, got, the, when he got that strip sack, uh, you know, he was unblockable. He was amazing. He's really going to benefit from Garrett at the other end. I know it's an, it's an easy narrative, but Miles Garrett is, is, is just being freakish this preseason, and to have someone like Avery there is another plus. Yeah, with uh, Ogabol as well, it's going to be a uh, well, good uh, D end. Yeah, right. definitely. All right, great. And who, who do you think is going to make the Pro Bowl this year? Browns player, of course. Rookie or player? Um, uh, sorry, Pro Bowl player, Browns player. Oh, I'll go to. Landry, I think, is going to make it because I just think he's going to have his receptions are going to be through the roof again this year. And I think we're going to see him on the outside a small bit more than we did with the Dolphins. Um, yeah, so I think Landry, and I'm going to go with Avery as a, as a rookie. I think Avery's going to make I'm think I'm thinking eight. I'm thinking eight sacks. I'm thinking eight sacks for, for Avery this year as a, as a spot player. And I think that he will, because the Pro Bowl is kind of, it's invitation, obviously, but a lot of, play, a lot of people will cry off. And I don't think there's going to be a lot of DNs that are going to be physically able to go to the Pro Bowl. And he's going to get a call like Joe Schobert did last year. So, I am loving that. That's great. <laughs> Fingers crossed he just doesn't get injured. Yes, definitely. Any updates on how his injury is looking? I think he's going to be good to go. I haven't heard anything. I, I've seen. I think somebody, um, somebody was tweeted Zagura on, uh, on, on, on Twitter, and, and he said he was going to be good to go next week. All right, great. We are a Hugh um, Jackson pro Hugh Jackson show. Um, how many games do you think he's got uh, to survive? I think he sees out the season. I do. I think. I think we will win enough games for him to see out the season. But on the converse of it, if we doesn't. I think if we are, I think we need to go to zero and eight for him to for him to, to to lose his job. I think we need to go to zero and eight, and I think that I think he sees out the season and goes either way. I think there'll be an amicable agreement at the end of it, and um, I think that he will go. 
uh, at the end of the season, provided we don't go like 11 and 5 or something. If we do, you can't let a man go after that. But I don't think any of us, even, even the most positive fans, would see that. But I think if he, I think if he goes 0-8, um, and to be even harsher, potentially if he loses the Jets game, I think he could be gone. But I don't, I don't think the upheaval would happen that quickly. Yeah, I, I, I think consistency, he's, he's here for the rest of the season. I think um, so. If, if he doesn't win a game by the bye week, yeah, I think that's when he, his head will be called. Yeah. Could you imagine if, I know it would be horrible for, for the Browns to, to be 0-8, but if you go on 8, you're back in the, the Nick Bosa and the Ed, Ed Oliver sweepstakes. And I know we don't want to be talking about the draft and stuff, but especially with Khalil Mack going for what he went for recently, could you imagine getting Nick Bosa for just one pick and low salary as opposed to having Khalil Mack for, what, two picks and high salary? Look, let's not focus on, on a negative season, but <laughs> negative season we can't year. go. We can't, we can't go number one draft three years in a row. Oh, no, we cannot. No. <laughs> All right, great. And uh, yeah, wrapping up, what's your very, very hot take for the Browns this season? Um, very, very hot take. How's about this? We beat the Steelers twice. Ooh. I love this. Beat the Steelers twice. Yeah. I think I've uh, claimed if we beat the Steelers, I'm going into Hyde Park. So uh, <laughs> that means I could go into Hyde Park twice this year, mate. I'm, I'll take that. Yeah. Well, September won't be so bad. I think we played them late December. I wouldn't fancy going into the into Hyde Park <laughs> late December. I'll be, uh, actually, I'll be jumping off the bridge into Hyde Park for New Year's Day, I think it would be, that I mean. Because that's what they—that's what they all do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be yeah. interesting. <laughs> Better you than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Neil. Look, it's been an absolute uh, great pleasure getting you on the show. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more where we can find you? Yeah. Um, as you mentioned, my Twitter handle is at Jim Custard. Um, yeah. So you can follow me there. Um, also, the Galway Browns Backers Club. You can find them at Galway Browns Backers. Just do a search for that on Facebook. Absolutely delighted to get members. Anybody even around Ireland, anybody who's coming to Ireland, you know, if you're a Browns fan, you're coming to Galway, you're going to be here some Sunday afternoon. Um, hit us up. Uh, follow us follow, follow on Facebook. And it'd be great to grow the, 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 the Browns Backers here within Ireland. Um, so yeah so that'd be cool any idea what the last flight is back from Galloway to London on a Sunday night Ooh, you'd have to You well it's about an hour the, the airport we Shannon airport that's going to be about an hour's drive well 45 minutes to an hour's drive mm. I'd, I'd say you get a late flight I'd say the flight could be 11 o'clock you know Ooh. it could be an 11 o'clock flight alright well be. let's try and do a deal then yeah so <laughs> you get all the uh, uh, Galloway boys together find a pub get a TV Myself and Jack will fly over on a Sunday. How about that? Absolutely. Delighted to have you. All right. That'd be awesome. We'll try and get it done, okay? Excellent. Excellent. All right, Jim. Thanks a lot for your time. Thanks for all your support. Sorry, Neil. God, I keep calling you Jim Custard. (laughs) And uh, yeah, mate, thanks a lot for all your support on the show. No problem, man. Guys, keep doing what you're doing. Really, really enjoy it. It's great to have two Daily Browns shows. So you can't, can't ever have enough of them. Well, three, I suppose, when you consider lockdown, but you can't have enough of it. And it's great to hear a, a more familiar voice from this side of the pond. So keep up the good work, guys. Thanks very much. Yeah, great, great. I, I actually had some uh, banter with uh, Jeff this morning. He tweeted, it's the first time he's done seven uh, shows in a row. I said, try doing 21 shows in a row in 21 days. So uh, yeah, Jeff's a great guy. 
I strongly recommend following uh, them and obviously Nathan. I follow Nathan every single day on the uh, Cleveland Browns Daily. Uh, yeah, great show. And, and to be honest, mate, I follow all the uh, Browns podcasts, so it's always great to get different views on uh, what's going on. All right, Jim, what's your plans the rest of the day? I'll go back to painting. <laughs> yeah, painting. Painting the house. <laughs> Very eventful stuff. I'm going to stick the, uh, the uh, soccer games on and uh, finish off the day watching them. All right, Jim, have a great day. Thank you very much, guys. Bye-bye. Take care.